Welcome, everyone, to the Reimagine Mobility podcast series. I'm here with Tom Barak. Tom, thanks for joining us. Tom, you're the Senior Director of Global Partnerships at Outrider. Company maybe some of us listening and viewing this haven't heard about. So tell me a little bit about your background, about the company, and let's jump in how we together, or how specifically you, view the future of mobility and how you reimagine mobility. Thanks a lot, Stefan, for having me. Great to see you. Yeah, for, for the audience, my name is Tom Barrick. I'm the, the head of our global partnerships and supply chain group at Outrider. Uh, a little bit about Outrider. We are the, the pioneers of autonomous uh, logistics hubs. And, you know, a little bit about my role. Uh, I'm, I'm the head of, you know, the partnerships group, which is responsible for cultivating and developing our whole ecosystem of partners who provide key inputs to our product. This ranges from our truck maker partners uh, who make the EV yard trucks, also to the hardware suppliers who make our key AV sensor technology and compute uh, across LIDARs, radars, cameras, and then you know other, other key inputs like telecoms, communications, um, key developer tools with simulation and labeling. So we kind of handle all those key partnerships which you know make up the inputs to our, our product. So, you know, the distribution yard is a critical link in the supply chain. You know, these yards serve as a transition point between the warehouse and the open road for over 20 billion tons of freight moving around the world each year. And how this is handled today, you've got purpose-built diesel trucks called yard trucks uh, moving semi-trailers through the yard. They're going to and from dock, do to and from dock spots uh, 24-7. And so today... Yeah, these yards have not really changed much in decades and how they're run. And it's really repetitive manual tasks that are extremely inefficient. And they're also really unsafe. You've got people in and around these 80,000 pound pieces of equipment. Uh, and so, you know, these inefficiencies with how yards are operated today, they cause huge bottlenecks in the whole supply chain. Everybody has seen this over the past three years, you know, with, with the supply chain crises. And so, you know, in another example, you've got uh, besides the inefficiencies in the yard, you've got all these diesel trucks just idling uh, in the yard, waiting to drop off or pick up trucks or trailers. And so, you know, as we've seen the, these over-the-road trucks that come in and drop off a trailer, sometimes they're spending up to four hours waiting to drop off and then pick up another one. Um, and so, with all that, you know, these yards are contributing greatly to the the global carbon footprint. If you look at you know, just the, the fleet of yard trucks operating in the U.S. today, it's about 50,000 yard trucks. The, the metric tons of carbon dioxide emitted by those is about 3.8 million tons. That's equivalent to a coal-fired plant. And so if you add in the other over-the-road trucks idling, you know, double that. And so, you know, we see the future of, of yard operations uh, as autonomous and electric. And that's what we're working on. We're going to make it autonomous so we can eliminate these manual tasks and get greater efficiency and safety. And, you know, it's also a private confined area, so it's ideal for autonomy. Um, and then we're also pushing EVs. You know, Outrider is, we've been EVs from the start. EV yard trucks is a great place for, to commercialize uh, heavy duty trucks with EV technology. Um, you don't have to worry about going over the road as much. And you don't have to worry about the range. And it overall supports our mission to drive, you know, the rapid adoption of sustainable freight transportation uh, by deploying, you know, these zero emission systems. And, you know, we're also following all these really forward-looking enterprises who are our customers who share this mission to, to reduce emissions by having all electric fleets in the next 10 to 20 years. So 
great intro, great explanation of what you guys are doing. I mean, several months ago, I visited you guys in, in, in Denver, and it was I, I walked away thinking, man, this is the perfect application of AV technology, autonomous driving technology, right? It's essentially, so to speak, from an SAE level, I would probably characterize an SAE level for it's autonomous in a confined space. And it's, as you just mentioned, it's EV, so it's sustainable, it's clean, no emissions. It takes care of an industry problem with less and less drivers interested in driving trucks and maybe even less interested in sitting in a, in a, in a yard driving trailers back and forth, right? Um, you can run, operate 24-7. I mean, what am I missing here, right? Perfect. And then I was thinking, I think you and I had a little bit of discussion, and, and I'm going to bring this up again. So this all sounds great, and it's all a great application. So why are you guys really the world leader? Then why is there not anybody else pushing in this space? Are you guys that far ahead? Is it that you're doing such a great job and you already have your partnerships all lined up, there is no space for anybody else? Or, or what possibly is there that, that makes this not something where, if I look in autonomous vehicles, right, there's tens if not 20 companies in the US alone, and if you go to China, there's 50 plus. Am I not reading about your competitors or what am I missing or yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thanks Stefan. You know, the, the company was founded back in, in 2017 and I think we were probably one of the few or if, if maybe the only one thinking about this particular challenge, this very yeah. critical link of the supply chain, got all this investment going into automating inside the warehouse and also over the road. But there's a critical link in between there and that's what we're attacking. I would say, you know, we have certainly attracted competitors now because they can see, you know, what a great business this this can be. And it's also a great near-term application for actually commercializing AV and EV trucking. But, you know, I think the market rewards focus uh, and we've been intensely focused from day one on automating logistics yards. We haven't pivoted. We didn't go from robo taxis or people movers to over the road trucking or from military AVs to, to yards. We've been doing this from day one. And I think, you know, to our credit, we're probably one of the few startups in the world where you could take the seed investor deck, uh, you know, and, and use it for, you know, upcoming rounds or, you know, that, that pitch deck still, it still holds. We haven't really changed it at all. Um, so this is a company founding company's founding. So, uh, you know, We've got 200 people in the company focusing every single day on how do you automate a yard. It's a lot more than just an autonomous truck. You know, you can't just plop an autonomous truck in a yard and then it's going to work. There's a lot of other things to do. And so our product is actually a whole system that, that tackles all those challenges of really operationalizing this for our customers. You know, the, the autonomous truck is, is a major component of that. But you also have all the other things we do, such as uh, the mission control dashboard. This is how you know you control the trucks and the moves within your yard. Um, this is a special front-end dashboard for the customer to direct all these moves, kind of like an, an air traffic control. Um, it's got an API that hooks into the customer's yard management system, and it, it seamlessly moves the trucks and directs all the trailers where they need to go. And then you know, there's a bunch of other little things that we think about all the time. How do you deploy this safely and effectively in the yard? How does it interface with your infrastructure and your dock doors. Um, so we handle all that. It's a full turnkey system. It's a lot more than just the autonomous truck. Um, and so with that whole systems approach um, and laser focus on automation of the yards, you know, I think that's why we have a winning product. Yeah, yeah it's good. 
Yeah, it certainly key is, and, and and you explained this very well when I was there as well, right? It's the whole ecosystem and how it complements one another. It ties into anything as part of logistics, and certainly it's way more than just moving one trailer to the from one dock to the next, right? So let, let's maybe jump a little bit into the technology to, today. All the different sensors you have on your vehicle and the type of vehicle you're using. So maybe share a little bit about that. But true to the to the spirit of this podcast. Where do you see this go next? Do you see next is we're just going to use, I'm going to just make this up, just going to use one sensor. The car is going to move so much faster because our software is going to be so much better so we can move those vehicles even faster. And maybe instead of using uh, two autonomous yard trucks, I can use one because it's able to move so much faster, link up and move. Share a little bit about that as well. Yeah, to talk about, you know, the current technology we're using, these are, battery electric yard trucks. For those who aren't maybe familiar with yard trucks, uh, they're a little bit different than over the road trucks. You know, they're a little bit beefier frame because you're hitching and unhitching trailers all day long, a little bit shorter wheelbase, so they're more maneuverable. They typically don't really go over the road too much. And yeah, we've consciously chosen from the beginning to start with EV, it's just the right thing to do. Also from a technology standpoint, you should be automating EVs. You're gonna get better, faster, more precise control over the vehicle. And then in terms of the rest of the AV stack, uh, you know, traditional AV stack composed of, you know, compute, latest gen LIDARs and radars uh, and cameras. Um, also wanna add in something else we're doing uh, is our trailer connect system. This is a, you know, an automated way to unhook and hook up the airlines for trailers. You know, it doesn't help a lot if you've got a yard truck moving around, but somebody needs to go and hook up the airlines to the trailer to release the brakes so you can move it. So we've actually developed, you know, a six axis robotic arm uh, that's on the back of the truck, uses machine vision and, and machine learning to grab these, uh, what are called glad hands, the special connectors uh, and hook it up to the truck. So it is truly fully autonomous and that comprises today's system you know in the future yeah as, as the capabilities of these trucks grow i think there is a case yeah you know speed of the trucks isn't really a big deal what we focus on is the it's the overall throughput of of the system hmm. uh for the whole yard so that the actual speed of the truck isn't really the necessarily the determining factor there it's how how efficient can you make these moves do you know where your inventory is it's a huge problem today in yards is not even knowing where the trailers are or what's in them. Well, our truck has a bunch of, you know, cameras and lidars continuously scanning all of these trailers in the yard and geolocating them. So you have a live inventory. Uh, you always have a live inventory update of what's going on in the yard. So that really increases efficiency. And so, you know, we think about improving the full throughput of the yard. And yeah, as again, as these as these trucks improve with the capabilities, yeah, you probably can operate with, with less yard trucks than you would need you know, in a manual operation just because it's so much more efficient. It's working 24 seven, it's extremely accurate, extremely precise, um, it's easy on your equipment uh, and it's very safe. And then, yeah, I mean, the future uh, is gonna be interesting. You know, we're dead focused on on distribution yards for today, but you know, we eventually see this going to other major logistics hubs like intermodal rail and ports. And yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But uh, that, that's kind of our current technology for now. Okay. Okay. When you look at Tom, at the entire ecosystem that you shared a little bit about, and on the different components, right, from the connectivity to the different sensors, to the compute platform, to this robotic arm, all of that stuff. What has been the biggest challenge for Outrider to overcome? Is it 
software development to detect this and figure out how to properly and safely move it? Is it this robotic arm? Is it challenges of things you experience in a, in a shipping yard or in a dock with docks that you may not experience in, on, on an open road, on a highway? But share a little bit of that on what was the biggest challenge and how have you guys overcome it? Yeah, so we, we have, you know, a lot of the same challenges as, you know, a typical AV or over-the-road trucking company in terms of the perception issue. You could argue that's a little bit easier because we're we're often on private property. However, there's there's some other challenges that we have that the robotaxis and, and the over-the-road trucking companies don't have to deal with. The first one is precision driving. We are hitching and unhitching, you know, any type of trailer. It could be a 53-footer, a container chassis, a 20, you know, a, other any type of trailer. And we need to precisely hitch to that and then also back it into a parking spot or a dock door you know with a pretty high degree of lateral accuracy and so i think the precision driving is something that that we really have to focus on and also just the planned collision of an av you know you're hitching to a really heavy trailer uh you need to make this av such that it can it can handle a planned collision and so those are some really big problems that we have to work on uh, and we have a really dedicated team that's been at this from you know from day one in 2017. Another big challenge is hooking up airlines and dealing with those connectors called glad hands. That is a really big machine learning challenge because uh, if you think about it, the, these connectors, there's no standard type. You know, there's there's families and they're all different. They move different. Uh, they look different, and you know they could even be all beat up and rusty. It's pretty hard for for a robot to deal with that. So you know that is quite the machine learning challenge for us to design a system that can handle any type of glad, glad hand it sees. Just the variety we see in the field. So yeah, we have a really dedicated you know, machine learning team working on this, and yeah, that's one of our that's a really big technological challenge, but. You know, we take the approach that, you know, all of our software is, is designed in-house. And for the most part, we try to stay with, you know, commercial off-the-shelf hardware as much as we can to accomplish those challenges. Interesting. There may be a little, and you alluded to it a little bit, right? Looking beyond the the yards that you're in right now, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm just envisioning clearly some of this technology may work for in warehouse movement as well. And some of it exists already into different degrees. But what about... What about actual ships, moving ships around, right? We're not talking on a dock, but we're talking in the water, potentially at moment. Technology that you're developing may or may not already exist for in the rail industry, right? They are a little bit easier. You're on a rail, you're not in, on the road. They're, you're more or less stuck with how you lock and unlock to, a, to a, another car there. But what other areas do you guys see potentially to, to go into where you feel like your technology would add tremendous value to, to the end customers? Yeah, I mean, that's all certainly possible to start looking outside of you know what we're working on today. As a startup, as you know, you, you must be extremely focused on what you're doing. And that's why you know we are solely focused on distribution yards right now. And I think the, the future roadmap from there would be, you know, Intermetal rail and and then ports eventually. Uh, I don't think we've gotten into to ships yet and, and trains, but could be pretty interesting. But you know, it's a good question, Stefan, because it's all linked. It's a global supply chain, right. and you know, these are things that we think about. So if you look at the industry of automation and the supply chain, you know, there's been a ton of investment in technology going to automate the inside of the warehouse and then over the road. And again, we're we're the critical link between those two things. 
But, you know, I think we've seen probably the most successful progress so far inside the warehouse. You know, we're doing our part to automate that, you know, the yard, the critical link between the, the inside the warehouse and over the road. And as, as the over the road AVs eventually come online, you know, that starts to get really interesting because robots love talking to robots and that really smooths out the whole supply chain. And now we're talking about, you know, it, if we get our way and, and these other industries do too, that gets really interesting with, you know, you know, economic progress and unlocking GDP, uh, geopolitical situations, because you're making these supply chains faster, more robust, more resilient. You're eliminating these inefficiencies. We, we might even need to rewrite Operations 101 textbooks. I mean, you, you could be getting rid of the bullwhip effect that people have seen over over the past three years because you can really smooth out the supply chain. So yeah, I think as, as all these other parts of the supply chain start to, to automate, you know, we're going to see really interesting things for, for society. Two more questions for you, Tom. One, what do you see in the mobility space, which certainly Outrider is a very big part of, or is going to be a, play an even bigger part of in the future? So generally speaking, in the mobility space, what, what, what are you most excited about seeing happening over the next five years? And again, can be anything from I'm excited to see solid state batteries because it will help buy cars as well, but also the cars I'm driving. I'm excited to see better connectivity that's, you know, anywhere in the mountains, I have perfect connectivity and I can rely on whatever it might be. Just interested if your perspective, obviously you've been at Outrider now, so a little bit with, a, with your Outrider head on. What are you most excited about over the next five years when it comes to mobility and technologies? Yeah, I think, you know, overall, I, you know, the industry is making mobility safer and cleaner. And that goes across all sectors. You know, what we're doing in the freight, freight moving industry, but you see it in, in passenger cars uh, all over the place. You know, I've had a pretty interesting front row seat to, you know, kicking off these trends in my experience at Tesla and, you know, getting the Model 3 off the ground and really scaling that up at Waymo with, you know, everything they're doing with, with AVs and I kind of get to combine all the experience at at Outrider, but overall, yeah, I mean, just it's incredible what's happening with EV technology, battery technology, uh, solid state batteries. It's all going to get better and, and more efficient. On the AV side, there's incredible advances happening in, in sensors and compute. Uh, I think we're really going to see, you know, it's a, it's a rising tide that's going to lift all boats. And uh, it's really incredible what the industry has been doing, you know, over the past, say, 10 years. And uh, it's going to be really interesting in the next five to 10 years, just again, making all mobility safer and cleaner, whether you're moving people or goods. Cool. Very last question, Tom. What's going to be the next car you're going to buy for you and why? Uh, I would love a Cybertruck. Oh, but... I almost wanted to say that when you mentioned, when you reminded me again that you work at Tesla before. <laughs> so I almost wanted to say that, but I didn't want to skew you. So, okay, <laughs> Cybertruck. Uh, yeah, I would, would love a Cybertruck. But yeah, I mean, Elon was just talking yesterday how they, I think, they dug their own grave. That's a pretty tough car to make, but yeah, that would be on my list. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for sharing what you guys are doing, what Outrider is doing, the value you provide and you guys are going to provide and how you help reimagine mobility of the future. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. Thanks so much, Stefan. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Reimagine Mobility Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend.